To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, episode 124. Your Opinionated Benchwarmers are back to discuss what we do best in that sports. Here we are, NBA season. We got hockey going on, which we don't discuss on this podcast. We got baseball playoffs going on, which we probably don't discuss either. But basketball and football, we got a full sports equinox. A lot of excitement for you sports betters out there. Uh, we'll get into what we do, and that's NBA and NFL, maybe a little bit of college football. But first of all, I have to see how the guy, how the game doing. What's up, fellas? What's up, brother? 124. Anytime there's a 24 on this episode, man, we got to pay respect to the great coach. Oh, yeah. so, shout out to uh, the Shout out. You know, the one thing that brought us together, man, to do this, man, the Lakers, Kobe. So, again, shout out to Kobe. Obviously, rest in peace. But ready to do it, brothers? Yeah, man, same here, ready to get into it. It's kind of funny how you lobbed those sports up real quick and said just dismissed them right after lobbing them up. Uh, the, like the listeners, like we were going to actually talk about those things. But, um, <laughs> but man, I, I'm ready to get it rolling. Right? I'm ready to get it rolling, man. I'm not going to delay it or hold it up at all, man. We can jump right into it. Yo, yo, yo. So the NBA season is here. We'll start off with our L.A. Lakers. Uh Kobe would be ashamed right now. We'll be rolling in his grave to see how we have started off. Los Angeles Lakers 0-4. And no matter what we do, you know, it's always drama surrounding the franchise. So, of course, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, which we discussed on previous episodes. And that's Russell Westbrook. Not off to a, a hot a hot start so far, guys. It's looking really bad. I'm not liking the I'm not liking what he's doing to our team right now. I felt like we should have came up off him. And lo and behold, what we suspected and what we feared is happening. And it just like the team is deflated. It looks like he's a cancer at this point. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, bro, it's, it's – it's, um, it, it, I think we talked about it. It should have been done. You know, it should have – we should have been moved on. We should have cut our losses. And uh, we talked about this a little bit off the air. I think we're at a point now where – where I think the Lakers are really better without Russell on the team. You know what I mean? Whether that's a John Wall situation where you sit him the rest of the year, or that's a situation where you cut your losses and maybe you don't get what you feel is equal value back for him, for him, but you don't add to that future cap. You don't add to that future money, but you can get some type of small deal where you can bring in some rotational pieces will be great because right now um, the, you can just tell like the chemistry is all, um, his IQ seems to not be where it used to be. He's just making bonehead plays. There's, you know, everything that he does is under a microscope right now, whether that's good or bad. 
you know, it's just one of those things where it's always a distraction. I just think it's right now it's time to cut our losses. You look at the pieces the Lakers gave up to get him, you know, and Kyle Kuzma and Caldwell Pope, you know, on the first round pick. And even Montreal's hair, I think, was a part of that deal yeah, as well. So you get all those those players up for him and you get him, you, you know, you take a hit with depth, you know. And so if they can try to recoup some of that. And I just think, you know, I don't think the Lakers have 20 to 25 games to make that decision. You know, right now they're 0-3 as we record here on Tuesday. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I think it's time to cut the losses and let's not wait until the Lakers are 5-20 and 20 to make this deal, you know, because right now you're losing leverage by the game because teams are like, hey, we know it's not working. You know you got to get rid of this guy. So that's where I stand with it. Yeah, no, I stay in the same place. Like everything you've alluded to, you know, honestly, it's just not a fit at this point. You know, Russ doesn't fit this roster. And I believe that really for all parties involved, even including Russ, I think everybody would just like to move on. Um, he's a guy that honestly, he doesn't fit uh, with LeBron and AD. It doesn't present enough shooting on that roster. Uh, I think I saw a stat out there where it says that um, only 41% of his jumpers are being contested. And that's like the lowest rate for a player since 2013. So obviously teams are not respecting that. Um, that just allows them to, to pack the paint and clog the lane for LeBron when he's trying to penetrate. And it's just, honestly, it just isn't working. And so uh, when things aren't fitting like that, like you said, you got to cut your losses. You got to say, hey, we didn't make a good deal here. We made a deal that kind of set the franchise back. We made a deal that's really honestly wasting these good years that you have of LeBron left. And so it's just time to move on. It's time to move on. And then I heard Lowe say about his basketball IQ uh, last game uh, against, uh, who was that last game? But against the Blazers, he's, you know, it's a two for one. He says it's a two for one situation. Picture this, it's the fourth quarter, Lakers up by one, 30 seconds left, and he just jacks up a shot. And then when he's asked about it in the press conference, he's saying that, this was a two for one situation he was thinking about. But if you look at the uh, if you look at the camera view of LeBron and AD, they clearly was frustrated about a shot. But it to me, I feel like, and I said this to Los earlier, that I feel like he does stuff like that on purpose. It's the same thing in the preseason game where he's not huddling up. He's not mentally there. So I feel like we should sit him down. If he doesn't want to be there, we need to sit sit him down. Don't risk injury. I'm seeing reports that he's doubtful for tomorrow's game, which we're recording on a Tuesday. They play Denver on a Wednesday night. If you know, if he doesn't want to be there, we just need to sit him down like, like Houston did, John Wall. We already took the L with paying him. And just figure out a deal for him to get him out of there because he's ruining the, the rock the the locker room's morale at this point. Yeah, if I look at it, if I'm I'm the GM of the Lakers, right? It's a situation where, like we both talked, like we all talked about, um, it's a situation where we either cut our losses, hey, we just take a small deal where we don't feel like it's equal value, or we look at it on the other side is, hey, if we do trade this and we add those picks, we become absolutely a contender. And I think that's where we're at, and I think that's what's been reported out there. But I don't want us just to trade those future first-round picks just to get rid of him in that contract, you know, and we don't feel like we become contenders. Because then we, we're, again, we're sending out more value than we already sent out for Russ, you know, and I just don't want to set us back even more with sending those picks out. So, again, they just got to find the right deal that either, hey, we – Cut out losses here, you know, like who is this guy? Kind of like the the Patrick Beverly Beverly deal, right? We feel like almost like, hey, 
he, you know, obviously Tucker was a younger player, but we decided like, hey, we got real Stanley Johnson and Tucker to bring in a locker room presence, you know, maybe not equal value, but we bring in a guy that's going to fit more to the mold, fit more to the coaching staff. One of those type of deals, like, hey, maybe it's not absolute. We may look at it on paper and say, hey, we lost this deal. But again, we maybe we saved those future first round picks in this deal. So I'm, I don't know what we're going to do, but I think it's, it's been overdue. I think we've been talking about this for over a year now. It's just it's time, man. Yeah. And I think that ultimately in a deal, you know, first, I would like to address some shooting. you got to get some shooting on that roster. Uh, but then also, too, I think another point that I don't know if it's being talked about enough, but it, it makes me a little bit nervous that this season may kind of get punted a little bit because I still feel like in the back of their mind, they still have this feeling and this thought process that Kyrie may be coming in a year. And I feel like they trying to maintain this flexibility to still leave that spot for Kyrie. But that's just, that's a tough sell because you never know what Kyrie is thinking. So you can punt on this whole season and get there (laughs) and say, hey, we got this space for you, Kyrie. And then it could be all of a sudden he re-upping with Brooklyn. So mm, I don't know. Yeah, well, we're not a Lakers podcast, but we kind of are. But we'll move on to more NBA talk. Uh, man, uh, atop the, the standards right now, as we mentioned, the Trailblazers are 4-0, number one in the Western Conference. Um, I guess it's who would have thought, right? Because, I mean, they have a decent roster. Uh, it's still super early. I even hate to do this. I usually like to wait until you get a 10-game sample. Uh, but here they are, 4-0. Dame looks good coming off an injury. He was injured for the greater part. Uh, Anthony Simmons is looking like a real number two on that squad. Um, but, I mean, the, the Blazers are looking pretty good. Do y'all think they are real contenders, or you think it's just too early to tell? I, I'm on, on more on the side as it's too early to tell. You know what I mean? Like, again, a lot of those games that they won were competitive. And when you have Dame on your team, as he's seen, as he done to us, when you got him in, in a close game, he's one of the most clutch players in the game. So I think, you know, I don't know how long he can do that heroic ball that he plays and how long they can maintain that. But right now they look good. And so I got to give them props, but I don't, I, I think it's too early. Yeah, I agree. Same thing too early to tell, you know, I do think that they have played, you know, solid teams and beating the Phoenix Suns and beating the Denver Nuggets, you know, also knocking us off. And they beat well. the, yeah. 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 And so, uh, so I think that they've beaten solid teams, but it's just too early. Just a four-game sample size in an 82-game season, it's just too early to tell. Yeah, I usually break the season up in 10-game parts. So <clears throat> that 10th game I made, I mean, that 11th game, see what their record is. Uh, I may I may, I may, may be rocking. You know, I like Dame. You know, I might have to be rooting for Dame this year because my Lakers don't like they doing too much. You know what I'm saying? But At least you'll have a team to actually watch. <laughs> No doubt about that. So we have the NFL trade deadline that has uh, that is approaching us. November first is you know that's that's what uh, that that's Monday. That, that, how many days? Am I, I don't know the yeah, days of the yeah, week. <laughs> that's it. Monday. It's yeah, next, a week from the day. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we've already had a trade transpire and a trade uh, that was kind of big. Uh, uh, Los, you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely want to talk about it. Right. So I mean, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, uh Christian McCaffrey, you know, it's not no, that's not the, the trade. <laughs> what Michael, trade? Michael Carter to New York. I mean, no, James, <laughs> I mean Robinson, Robinson to New York. Uh, I thought you wanted to talk I about you CMC. 
I thought you were going to run it in. That's a bigger trade. I mean, both of them hurt. Either way, both of them hurt. This is an inside joke, Lowe's. Anyway, so James Robinson. (laughs) For all our listeners, we had a fantasy talk about a trade last week, and Lowe's was trying to trade uh, Russell Wilson. This was before James Robinson. I mean, this was before James Robinson traded from Jacksonville, and we just joked around. So that's the context of the joke, pretty much. Now that Michael Carter uh, is irrelevant, not, well, maybe a little little less relevant than we thought. And his main piece was, if Brees Hall ever goes down, you could be sitting on a gold mine. So that's the context of the joke. But, you know, like you said, we can get back to CMC. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, CMC deal was um, – it came down to the Rams and the 49ers. Um, it was – a deal that, you know, usually the Rams don't lose out on these star players when trading for them, as we've seen in the past, when they trained for Matthew Stafford, when they traded for Von Miller, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, a way to make it about the Rams. So you usually don't, you don't see the Rams lose out. <laughs> you don't, this is a Los Angeles team's fight, you know. <laughs> you don't usually see uh, the Rams lose out on deal, but they lost out. And, you know, I think the Panthers got a good haul for a running back. Uh, that's coming in, you know, a second is been reported a second, third, a fourth, and a fifth uh, in the following year for, you know, a position that you normally don't value that much. But we all can agree here that, you know, CMC is more than just a running back on that team. So you can see where that value comes from. So you can look at it on both sides and say both teams won this deal because, again, they weren't getting the first for him. You know, as it was reported, they wanted some. They wanted to start with a first, but they got equal value of that deal with those uh, picks throughout each round. Um, again, we'll see how it goes. The 49ers have been a team that has been historically always hurt. CMC has an injury history, so this can all blow up in their face, or this can all work out. Um, I think this shows that they're a Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, I, and I was going to ask, you know, what do y'all think this is going to do for their philosophy at running back? Because, you know, with Kyle Shanahan, you've never really known who the guy was going to be over there. It's really rotated so much. And now you have a talent in CMC that anybody would think that he would be the workhorse back and he would be the guy. Um, you know, they're talking about reports of, you know, maybe Elijah Mitchell potentially coming back in the coming weeks. Uh, so so what do y'all think this is going to do for the 49ers philosophy at the running back position? So for myself, I think what this is going to turn into is um, a protection of that trade. Right. And what I mean by that is they're going to continue to rotate those running backs. Right. Yes. CMC may get the lion's share and get the majority of the carries as the number one guy. But they're going to use CMC in different roles, kind of like they use Debo, like they use a U, uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk. You know what I'm saying? I can see them using him in the screen game because, again, like I mentioned before, he's more than just a running back. And so they love those catch and run type of guys. They know they have to do everything they can to protect Jimmy Garoppolo and not put him in those situations where he had to make three, four reads. But those quick throws, they, they've always been a catch and run type of team. They just really just added another guy and somebody else the defense has to think about. Um, with that, you know, with that team. Yeah, man. I mean, what do y'all think about the trade? You know, uh, I mean, I go first. I know how most feel about it, being that that's there in his division with the Rams. But, you know, I, I think that the trade does make them better. And they, I, I'm interested to see what Kyle Shanahan does with Christian McCaffrey. Like y'all mentioned, he's very creative with his weapons. And, I mean, 
he had he unleashed him, you know, this past game. Not like unleashed him, but I mean, CMC did play, and he just got on a plane Thursday to go to San Francisco. So he's very excited to have him. So I like the trade for San Francisco. I think it does make them better to a capacity because they have not had a running back that that is able to stay healthy. They have talented backs, but they're not able to stay healthy. So. Yeah, like, um, I, you know, we've alluded to and said, I mean, I think, honestly, it's a, it's a trade, a deal that makes them better. It's a worthy risk. Uh, whenever you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey out there, it's a worthy risk. But still that factor and capacity, like Lowe's mentioned, that injury history of CMC, it still is, you know, ultimately, it's, it's not a, a home run, essentially. It's still a risk that is there. But it's a deal that's worth taking, and I think that it makes their team better. Um, and it, it definitely, to me, puts them in contention. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Do y'all see any other moves uh, happening? I, I mean, if I look around the NFL, so a couple of players that I keep an eye on and that I would like to see, I don't know if it's going to come – um, I would like to see Jerry Judy be a guy that's maybe moved to like the Packers or something like that. I would like to see Kareem Hunt come out of the shadow of Chubb. You know, he's a running, he's a starting running back on probably 30 other teams in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like he, 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 he's just that good. So I would like to see Kareem Hunt move, um, you know, and I would like to see uh, you look at those teams that, Thought they were going to be good and did not really do well. So I'll go back to the Broncos, you know, looking at a guy named uh, uh, Chubb, the um, linebacker, you know, the uh, outside rusher. Yeah, Brent, uh, Bradley Chubb. So I like to see those guys uh, move, you know. And, I, again, those teams that are struggling are really what – I think at this trade deadline you'll see who are those teams that are like, okay, cool, we know that this season isn't going anywhere let's turn this thing around. Let's go ahead and get what we can for our bets and move around. I know the Panthers has kind of moved into that swing, you know, maybe the Colts, you know, the Colts right now just made a big move at quarterback. Are they going to start looking at, Hey, start restocking some picks and things like that as they try to go younger and realize like, Hey, you know, maybe now, you know, we don't have a contending team to actually win a Super Bowl. Let's not play this middle game. Let's try to get some assets with some, some players that may be on one-year contract or we don't view as a long-term solution. Yeah, like you said, and it's going to be definitely an interesting uh, trade deadline because you have several teams, as you mentioned, that had high expectations coming into this season that really honestly have not lived up to them. So you look at even a team like, you know, the Raiders, do they get involved in something to try to, you know, fortify that team, a team that they thought was going to be a contender like you said, the Broncos being a team that really has not lived up to expectations. Uh, you see teams on the really the flip side of it that has superseded expectations and, and think and wonder, you know, what moves they make continue to do to fortify their team. You know, I know you talked about already the deal with the Jets and bringing in James Robinson um, with uh, Brees Hall going down. Uh, I know it's also floating out there. I don't know what kind of leverage he thinks he has or who he thinks he is, but I don't know what Elijah Moore is thinking right now and saying <laughs> that the team has to trade him. Like, when did he become that guy? Like, when did he become they that guy? They won't let him. They won't let him, man. They won't yeah. let him. They won't give him an opportunity. Yeah. Do you do you think he's going to get moved? No, I don't. I don't think. They told him he's not getting moved. <laughs> Look, take a week off, clear your head, come back to work Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, cut it out. Pretty much tell them cut it out. Go, go home. <laughs> Rest up. We'll see you next week. 
No, but yeah, so we're we're entering into the halfway point of the season. That's week eight. Who man, this season flying by. Uh so it's time to look at it, man. You can look at the scope and see who are pretenders and who are contenders this this season. Um, I'll start off with the Eagles. Uh, are we still believing in the Eagles? At this point, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I think I, I think I call me crazy, call me bold. You look at the rest of their schedule and you look at the quarterbacks they're playing for the rest of the year, the Eagles got a chance to go undefeated. Now, I don't know. (laughs) Call that bold. We can clip that. We can mean that. Whatever we want to do. But the Eagles got a chance to go undefeated this year and mess with that Patriots team that lost in the Super Bowl and that Dolphins team. Because, again, I'm telling you, the rest of the teams that play, again, any given Sunday, we all know that, right? But, again, you look at the rest of their schedule and the teams they played already, they got a chance. They got to see the Giants again, which we'll get to our next pretender or contender. Ooh, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I'll go ahead and say that the Eagles are definitely a contender. I won't hold that too much longer. Yeah, I won't hold that either. What about the Giants? They're sitting at six and one right now. Are we convinced that the <laughs> Hey, look, look, man. Six and one is not easy to do in the NFL. And, you know, you look at who they beat. They was able to beat Pack- the Packers across the pond. We can all agree they're not that good of a team. Uh, they, they're they okay. You know, anytime you're going against number 12, I mean, look, man, they, they, beat, the, they beat the Ravens. Come on. Come on now. Like, they no, beat- <laughs> Listen, on, bro. Like, I, they, hey, look, I think you're making all valid points. I just think – so. I think – I don't know why, bro. I don't know why it is. They're a well-coached the team. They're a well-coached team, but I just maybe I think it's – I can't trust their quarterback all the way to say right now that I can say, okay, cool. I am scared of this team in the playoffs. You know I what respect, I mean? I respect that so much, but I trust Brian Dable. I trust yeah. his play calling and I trust Saquon Barkley. And that's what they've been able to do. They don't need that much out of Daniel Jones because of what Saquon bring. And their defense I, is pretty I solid just, as well. I just think that it's different when the playoffs roll around. Are we talking about a team that can still finish with a, you know, uh, eleven and six record or something like that. Hey, Potentially, sure. yes. But right. and so to the when you say contender run. and pretender, like you know what I'm saying. When I say contender, I say I'm thinking about this team winning the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about like making the playoffs. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I think be a that, yeah, team. yeah. <laughs> I think they'll make. They're gonna make the playoffs. But my thing is, we say it year after year. When it comes to the Super Bowl and the uh, making a deep playoff run, it comes to that QB position. Right now, I just cannot. Because, again, he can't throw the ball for him. I think when they come down in that game plan and that scheming, he's not going to be able to make those big plays in the playoffs. I, I, and I he's going to be the reason. Yeah, I agree. So I'll say pretender. Pretender right. right now. We're All talking right. Super Bowl. I, I, I'll to our pretender then, yeah, too. Pretender. That's our – so we setting the precedent that we mean Super Bowl. I, I go, man, Cowboys. As much as it kills me to say it, I feel – I believe the Cowboys are true contender. <laughs> I'm a little uh, see, seeing that offense. Okay, is there, is there in, two. in between here? <laughs> they're they're five course. and two. They're five and two. And I'm, mind you, they, I'm gonna go ahead. If I have to choose one side, I'm gonna say contend contender. <laughs> they do always find a way to mess it up. Like we talk about historically. Stutter with it a little bit. And we talk about historically. They are they they do tend to mess things up. But I thought that. You know, to only lose to the Eagles, and we just mentioned how how great they are. To only lose to them without your franchise quarterback, I feel like you know they're a pretty good team. You know, if you can take away Dak and you're still able to survive, 
I, I have to give they, them their respect there. But. I think they're. I think they're. I think they're content. I'll say contenders now. Today, yeah. I would say they can contend. I mean, yeah, none of us feel today. comfortable saying it because historically they always find a way to mess it up and just right. fall on their face. But I mean, they look right. pretty good to me. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, Buffalo. We all can agree that they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, so. Um, I got I got one that, that y'all might need to think about. Uh, what are the thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, they're they're mm. sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky. <laughs> they're like, they're sneaky. Five I would say I would say pretender. Yeah, I say pretender. I, for me personally, I would say pretender. I, and you know how I judge this thing by the quarterback position. Kirk has shown that he some he just can't show up in the big games, right? No, like as long as it's not Monday night. As long as it's not I mean, Monday true. night. <laughs> Do not put that man on Monday night. <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know. I don't think I can trust him in the playoffs, bro. I can see him throwing pick six and just can't hit Jefferson. And like, I don't know. He just gets frustrated. He frustrates me. So I got one for you. So I got one for you. This is not yeah. even, I think we done went through all the contenders. What are the team? What is the team that record is not looking too shabby that y'all may feel may climb out of the rubble and make some noise? You start, you know? Really, bro? You start. Uh, all right. If I had to, if I had to, if I had to go with a team in that regard, um, I'm, I'm gonna say I still feel life in the Raiders, man. I still feel like the Raiders can turn it around. <laughs> you on that train? Huh? Yeah, I still feel like they can turn it around. I still feel like you know, unless we see, I don't, I don't know what's going to ultimately happen with Devontae Adams if something still is going to come down from a suspension standpoint. Uh, but I still think ultimately with the weapons that they have, uh, I think that Derek Carr to me is not an elite quarterback, but he's a solid enough quarterback that I feel I can trust him enough come playoff time. I still think that that defense has solid pieces. I think that they are a team that if you talk about a team that's more so in the dumps right now, who would have a chance to turn it, I would say that I kind of feel the most confidence as it relates to the Raiders. Cause even in the games uh, they've lost, they've been right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would, yeah, they lost a lot of those games. Um, I would say the Browns. And the reason why is I think they have a lot of unknown with their team. Right. They're I think five, one, bro. They, I, if they have I a know, chance, well, that, again, that's the, I, I know, that that's was, the question. That, yep. I, a team that's down in the dumps that can turn around. This is my point. I think they have all the talent on that team, right? From receivers to running backs to the defense, right? I think the quarterback position is holding them back. Who knows what Deshaun Watson is going to be come week and the after the 11 weeks that he's suspended, right? And so I think if they can be somewhere around 500, that team could be some team that can probably knock off some teams to play. Not, maybe not win the Super Bowl or even get to the AFC championship game. But I think that if they can make that late push, because you got to remember, there's an extra team making the playoffs now. If they can make that late push and string together some wins later, because you remember, Deshaun Watson is coming back. His first game is going to be against the Texans. So we're going to see that. That's going to probably be a game that's going to be watched all around the world, right? Oh, the, and so oh, I can see them flipping it around. The football guys were smiling on us, giving us that. The, it's not like the <laughs> NFL manipulate the schedule. <laughs> Anyway, if I if I was to go somebody go somewhere with this, I I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. I, that's that one tough. That's a tough question. I think y'all took my thunder, man. It's it's like I don't see any teams outside of the Raiders or the or maybe the Browns, which I don't believe the Browns because of. Jacoby. What about the Saints? 
I mean, this is your chance, brother. What the? Right. <laughs> this is your chance, brother. No, man, it's just no, bro. Right. I know what he's trying to do, man. He's this is to your chance, it. brother. I'm gonna just fly under the radar and I say, <laughs> Nah, bro, this is your chance. Two and five, this is your chance, brother. Uh, we, we've lost a lot of close games. Uh, we got a lot of injuries. I'm depressed. I don't know what we want to talk about. Something, <laughs> This is the first podcast you haven't brought up the Saints, right? You Man, know it's, it's, not been it's good. been a tough season for us, bro. And even even the games, even even despite us not being being depleted, we still could have beat the Bengals. You know, Andy Dalton just killed us in the last two minutes of the, uh, before halftime. It's just that was supposed to be a revenge game for him. What was he doing, man? bro? The, the first one wasn't his fault. Like the first one was definitely Marquez's fault. But for you to be like, okay, we get the ball back. Oh, I got to make something happen. You just throw it to the other team. I'm like, bro, like. You're killing us. Like, we could have won that game. Like, I don't know why we don't lean on our defense and ball control and t- clock management, lean on Kamara more. I don't want to talk about the Saints, bro. I'm I sorry, just talked bro. about him for the past two right. years. I'm right. sorry, man. So, so just right quickly with us talking about those types of teams, have y'all given up on the Broncos at this point? Absolutely. Yeah, it's they over. Are broken. It's over. <laughs> that offense broken, is broken. I, like I said, I think they're going to start recouping some of those picks that they did, they gave up for us. And realize, start cutting their losses. So they're gonna start the rebuild. It's time. Well, we got some interesting situations at quarterback. And, you know, it's been announced that the Indianapolis Colts, your Colts, we're gonna let you talk, Ramon, has benched Matt Ryan for Sam Eckler for the rest of the year. That is huge. Yeah, nah, huge news. Uh, of course, people were thinking it was a lot dealing with the injury at first until they realized, and the reports came out that whether the injury occurred or not, Sam Ellinger was gonna be the quarterback going forward. Uh, I really don't honestly know too much of what to expect. Sam hasn't really proven anything to me at this point. Uh, So it's not like I sit back and I'm like, man, this is a great move, ready to move forward. But also, too, you know, I'll be honest, we haven't done the greatest service to Matt Ryan. That offensive line has been ridiculous this season. It's been terrible. And so we haven't really put him in a great position. Obviously, he has not played well. He's turned the ball over way too much. But that offensive line has arguably been the worst offensive line in the league, um, even with Jonathan Taylor not being able to have the kind of season that we thought he was going to have. So um, I see the move. I kind of understand it, but it's not like I feel like Sam is even the guy for the future. I would at this point almost think about tanking and going and get my guy CJ Stroud. That's that's what I look for. But I think I'll say this real quickly. I know we got to wrap, but I think the move was too soon. Y'all are three and three team. This is not the time to make that move. I think it was too soon, especially with all the assets y'all gave up to get Matt Ryan. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Well, that's a wrap. We did it again, fellas. We're wrapping up the podcast. Appreciate everyone that has rocked with us for this long and hung out with us. Make sure you're following us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Opinated Benchwarmers on Stitcher, Twitter, and Apple Podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you. Later.